those lights. I wouldn't like anybody to see me close up. Praise God. I'll try and be about 20 minutes, but I'm sure that you already feel inspired this morning by what you've heard. Um, you know, have you seen Jesus this morning? Have you seen the touch of the master? Have you seen what man cannot do? Have you seen what a program can't do? Have you seen what a rehab can't do? Um, we have the name Teen Challenge, but it's Christ and Christ alone who touches lives. Um, and I do, again, I want to say what Ben said, you know, your pastor, and thanks for your generosity and your kindness and your giving. And you've been a great church to the ministry of Teen Challenge. And I hope this morning you're encouraged because you've been doing it for years. Some of these guys have only been saved 12 months. So, um, you know, what you're putting in is getting put into people's lives. There's fruit of it and it was changing. So thank you for that. I just, uh, if I can just speak to you this morning. Really, the reason these guys came into Teen Challenge and the reason they're here is because somebody told them about Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to speak to you this morning on living under the influence. There's a lot of books on influence. There's a lot of writing about influence and how to influence. But I want to speak specifically about living under the influence. And there's a few scriptures for that I'd like to read to you. Um, the first uh, scripture that I'd like to read to you is found in Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled under foot by men. You are a light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand and gives it light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And then if you turn, well, you don't need to turn there, but it's, if, if you take notes, Acts chapter 1 and, and verse 4. <clears throat> Gathering them together, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the Father and the promise which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You know, influence is the capacity to have an effect on somebody's life or their character or their behavior or their thinking. And I'm sure we can all think of good men even in the world when you think of men who have influenced our world. And, and we all know that there's great men who have influenced the world. When you think of the Savior's influence, one man, Jesus Christ, never wrote a hymn, never wrote a book, three years of ministry, and today, 2014, his influence has changed history, has changed the world. One man, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, made such a, a, an influence. And that's what I want to speak to you this morning about people living under the influence. And there's a few things I want to say about people who live under the influence. Now, obviously, I'm talking about, you know, there was 120 men who God said, don't move until you get the Holy Spirit. So it's not just being an influence. The men who make a real difference, the women who make a real difference, are those who are living under the influence 
of the Holy Ghost. Now you can be, people influence people for good or bad, but I'm talking about an influence that will change people's life for eternity, not just in this world, but the world to come. First of all, I want to say this, people who live under the influence are people of conviction. There's something about them that's unmovable. When you think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and their friend, Daniel, you talk about living under the influence. Those men influenced a kingdom, influenced a king. Four men and a whole nation that was in idolatry, had the powers of darkness all over it, had heathen men, had a heathen king. Everything, the circumstances were not right. Everything was wrong. They were in exile. And yet, the king picks a man, one man, not even of his own ethnic, filled with the Holy Ghost. One man. And people under the influence, I'll tell you, people under the influence are going to get attacked. And these three young men, the, the king builds a statue and he wants everybody to bow down. You know the story. And they said, we're not bowing down. We're under another influence. And they're, they're refusing to bow down. It's an incredible story. They're men of conviction. You know, they said, we're going to throw you in a fire. They never went, well, you know, you know, we're in a different country. Nobody's going to see it. Where's the statue? Give us a bow. You know, I'm just like, you know, just chameleon kind of hand. You know, when the going gets tough, I, I, there you go. You can't win them all. No. They said, we're living under the influence. We, we, we cannot bow down to this. There's something in our lives. We've had a revelation. We know the true and living God. And they start to influence. And the king looks in. You know what the king said? He, he saw a fourth man. And he let them out. And it said there was not even the smell of smoke, smoke on them. People who live under the influence are people of conviction. You can't move them from what they believe. You know, they don't go to college and live a different life. You don't go home and be a different husband. You don't go home and live, be a different wife. You don't go away to a different college so you can live a different life. These are people of conviction. You can put them in any situation and you're going to get the same. I'm a man of conviction. I will not be doing what you do. I don't conform to this world. I'm under the influence. There's a power in me that helps me to say no to everything that's wrong. And if you stand like that, you'll make a difference in your college. You'll make a difference in your home. You make a difference in your house. You make a difference in your community. Doesn't it take a lot in the world that's rolling about in filth at the moment for men and women to make a difference? People under the influence are men and women of boldness. They're bold. Peter was under the influence. You ever been, I hope you've not been, but have you ever... Well, I, to put it this way, the police pick people up for being under the influence. And Peter was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And you do things when you're under the influence that you don't do when you're sober. When you're drunk and filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not conscious of yourself. You're not conscious of, I can't. You're conscious of, there's a power in me that's bigger than me. You're God-conscious rather than self-conscious. 
You're not saying, look at the size of the people. Look at that crowd. Look at this situation. There's something inside you that said, I waited on God. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be bold this morning because God lives inside me. Can you say amen? Are you under the influence? Are you going to be a shrink-back person? If you're shrinking back, you need to come forward this morning and get filled afresh with the Holy Ghost. They're people of boldness. I mean, Peter, he denied Jesus Christ. He couldn't speak to a servant girl. Can you imagine that after Pentecost? Like, I wonder if that girl was in the crowd and think, what happened to you? He said, I, I, I'm under the influence. I'm dangerous. I'm no naturally bold. I'm naturally probably quite a coward. But when I'm under the influence, apparently you can become a different man when you're under the influence. People under the influence are people of courage. I mean, David and Goliath. I mean, they said he was nine foot. Let me tell you, you need some guts to run at a nine foot guy who's got a sword and an armor on. Nine foot. I'll be like that. I'll tell you what, I'll pray about it. No, you go and do it. And there's a shepherd boy. And he's got this courage in him because he's under the influence. And he runs at a giant. And he took a giant out because he was under the influence. Everybody was Goliath conscious and he was God conscious. He said, God help me kill a bear. God help me kill a lion. I am under the influence. You're people of courage. And I'll tell you, you're going to need courage if you're going to be a Christian. You're going to need courage if you're going to, your life's going to be an influence. You're going to need boldness. You're going to need a conviction. People under the influence are people who believe the word of God. Do you remember Joshua and Caleb? One and a half million people. One and a half million and two of them. Ten spies go in. They all come back. You know the story. But these two guys are under the influence. They never saw the giants. They never saw the problems. All they said is, we believe that we can go in there and take them out because our God is bigger than their God. Another ten came back and said, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. Do you know what happened? They came out from under the influence and they started to live by sight rather than live by faith. People who are under the influence are people who live by faith and not by sight. You see different when you're under the influence. You think different when you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You preach different. You pray different. God said that land is mine. And we're going in. God's already spoken. And we have a witness because we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is bear witness with my spirit that that land is ours. And yet there's ten, eight people. I'm gonna, you talk about influence. Eight people influenced one and a half to stay out their destiny. And there's people like that all the time. I'll tell you, you got under there. I'll tell you, when you're a carnal Christian or backslidden and mediocre, nobody bothers you. Get on fire for God and all hell lets loose. All of a sudden, who do you think you are? You're getting too big for your boots. You better remember where you come from. I remember you when you were nothing. Well, I don't care what you remember. I'm now under the influence of God. Get out my road. You either come with me or you don't come with me. But as for me in my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I mean, come on. 
That's all you need. You and somebody else crazy enough to believe some stuff that God has said. Don't get frustrated if somebody's, you know, oh, God, I can't do it because they're not coming in time. I'll tell you, God will move them soon enough. You will go in if you believe. Joshua and Caleb. How would you like a couple of mates like that? I would. I'd love that. Isn't it amazing? You're on the edge of your promised land. You're just about to go in. And you go, right, this is it. And somebody goes, have we tried that before? And you go, well, you know, we'll give it a go. Oh, it's harder than that. Well, you know, we've not got the money. Well, you know, we'll give it a go. But yeah, yeah, but you know, we've not got the staff. Yeah, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, but we've not got the right resources. But yeah, we'll give it a go. But, but you know, we, we need to just, you know, we need to secure our future because, you know, and, you know, but we'll, you will never, ever have enough of anything to do what God is asking us to do. And if you live there, you're going to be living there for quite a while. People under the influence. People under the influence can serve God anywhere. Joseph was 13 years in a prison. So don't wait till your circumstances are better. And don't wait till everything's right before you serve God. And don't wait till your home life and everything's perfect before you serve God. Joseph served God in a prison for 13 years. And I want, let me tell you this. If you're under the influence, you can serve God anywhere, anytime, any place. It's nothing to do with your circumstances. It's where are you in God? Never mind where you are physically, mentally, or what circumstances you are in. Are you under the influence? He was a man who'd done 13 years. 13 years! And he was that good when he was in prison. He became the prison chaplain, started a prison ministry. And the guy who ran the prison said, Joseph, I'm going to make you the head guy in this prison because you there's something about you. This man's in a prison. His circumstances are horrendous. I won't go into the story. But after about 10 years, he comes down as a, a butcher and a baker. And what he said to him, imagine this, 13 years in prison. 13 years, you've done nothing. You've been falsely accused. You talk about getting bitter, angry, twisted, bent. And what he said to these two guys, you look a bit down this morning. What's wrong with you? Wow. 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 And they had a cheek to say to them, I had a dream. I had a thought, dream, I'll give you a dream. But no, how are you? He said, I could see that you're downcast. He's got his own problems. He's done 13 years in prison. Everybody, his brothers have battered him. People have been against him. Everything's wrong, but he's still got the ability. See, when you're under the influence, you have the spirit of Christ. You're constantly living for the benefit of others if you're under the influence. And he looks at him and he goes, how are you today? 10 years, how are you? No, how am I? No me, no self, and I, and me, and my circumstances, and only if. He goes, no, I'm, I'm staying under the influence. And see, when they called him to become the prime minister, all he done was shave, put a suit on, and walked right into his destiny. Never had to deal with anything, because he was living under the influence. So it took one day, one day, and he walked into it. Prime minister over everybody. People under the influence, not the day, they get keys to the storehouse. They get keys to feed people if you're living under the influence. 
Men in the Bible who were living in extreme circumstances made an influence in their world. People living under the influence do great exploits. All you need to do is read Hebrews 11 and 12. One of the great men, by the way, they were tax collectors and fishermen and prostitutes and there was never very many noble called, no many intelligent, ordinary men and women. And it gives you a list of, they've done great exploits. Samson killed a thousand men with a donkey jawbone when the Spirit of God came on him. I mean, it's not a weapon of choice, is it? When you're going out for a fight, could you bring the donkey jawbone with you? <laughs> you wanted something a bit more than that. A thousand men under the influence. You talk about having one enemy. Imagine a thousand running at you and still being able to stand. That's the power of men and women who are living under the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, unless it's born of the Spirit, I don't want anything to do with it. Unless it's birthed in the Spirit, I don't want anything to do with it. Unless the Spirit is leading me, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything of flesh. I don't want any man-made gimmicks. I don't want any man ideas. I don't want just good, good social things. Some of them are good. God bless them. But I'll tell you, I want things that are birthed in the Spirit and the power of the Spirit. Are you living under the influence? Remember Lot? Lot. By the way, Lot was a righteous man. I mean, I'm righteous. I'm no righteous because I do good things. I'm no righteous because I'm any part of Teen Challenge. I'm no righteous because I pray. I'm no righteous because I fast. I'm no righteous because I go to church. They're all good things to do, and we should do them. They are spiritual disciplines and practices. I am righteous because I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He is my righteousness. But like what? It's possible to be a righteous man and live a wasted life. Imagine being righteous and a wasted life. He wasted his life when Sodom was being judged. Not a person in Sodom believed the word the man was saying because he'd lost his influence. He'd lost his power. He had lost living under the power of God and the power of the Spirit. Was he righteous? Yes, because he believed God. But he lost his influence. His own son-in-laws wouldn't run. In fact, if it wasn't for a covenant-keeping God who had to come down and grab him by the hand and do a runner, it wasn't because he was good. It was because God was good. But I'm going to implore you, young people and old people, don't waste your life. Be an influence. A righteous man with a wasted life. And his own, his own wife ended up looking back and got turned into a pillar of salt. Because he even lost his influence in his own home. Is there anything worse than that? I'll tell you, parents, we have some obligation to kids that we're bringing up. Those young minds, those young souls. We need to live right. And we need to live right behind closed doors. Seriously, folks. I feel the Holy Spirit pressing this morning. Are you living under the influence? Oh, you're a righteous man. You're a righteous woman. But are you under the influence? Are you making a difference? How's your talk? Is your talk blessing people or cursing people? Are you blessing people? Are you seeing the best in people? Amy Carmichael said, if you can't see the best in people when they're at their worst, you know nothing of the love of Calvary. Are you blessing people? 
I love it when people come up to me and try and talk about people. I'm telling you, I, I don't like it. I just go, so they go, this is, this is how it goes like. You hear about Billy? And I go, no, but boy, God changing his life. And they go, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I've got enough to fight without that garbage. Without that nonsense, I want to be under the influence so I can lay hands on those who are demon-possessed and see them set free. On the lame so they dance again. On the blind so they see. On the sick so they get better. With the power of God, I want to be under the influence. Can somebody say amen? I would say we need to be under the influence if we're going to be ministers. God help us if we've got leaders who are not under the influence. Motivational speaking and a load of hype. The blind don't see, the lame don't walk. God help us to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. We're nearly there. I won't read it in 2 Samuel 13. David's son, Ammon, his name's Ammon. And he has a friend and he wants to rape his sister. And he's got a friend. You can read it later on. It's in 2 Samuel 13, 3, and he says, oh, I love my sister. And he doesn't go, that's a bad thought, don't do it. He goes, listen, pretend you're sick and lie in your bed. He influenced them. And it says in Proverbs, bad company corrupts good character. I'm telling you, show me five of your friends and I'll show you what kind of man you are. Is there somebody here under bad company? I'm telling you, get out of it as soon as you can. Unless you're influencing them. Psalm 1.1, blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man. Who's no taking the counsel of the wicked. Who's no sitting with the wicked. And who's no walking with the wicked. But he's walking with the righteous. He's walking with God. He's walking with people who are... I want to be doing about people who influence me into greatness. I like hanging about with people who believe in me and go, man, you're going to make it. You're going to get through the storm. You're going to come through this. I don't care if the boat sinks. We're going to get to the other side. I, you know, there's some, you ever met somebody like that? They're nuts. Have you met them? They're crazy. You just believe God. Living under the influence. People under the influence are people who have been set free from the fear of man. The Bible says it's a snare. I, I decided something in my life a, a long time ago. The pastor might know what I mean more than maybe some of you. I don't know, or maybe you'll know. When I'm, I, I got preached, I got invited to a conference, or I was going anywhere. God want me. Don't you ever preach to the front row. Or I won't use your life. You think that's a bit strong. But God was saying is, don't you be preaching fancy sermons because there are people at conferences because all the main people usually sit at the front no because they want it because it's just the, the way they are and God said you make sure I've called you to preach to everybody and I've called you to preach to people don't preach to the front row I mean you're living under the influence you don't it's lovely it's lovely fear of man all of a sudden you change you go up to preach and all of a sudden Brother Higginbottom the fourth has been an influence in the whole world walks in and all of a sudden you're thinking, My goodness me, I better get my best quotes in here because he's walked into the room. Shame on you. He influenced you. They change what God has given you. Come on, people. We're people of conviction. We're people of boldness. We're people of courage. 
We're people who believe that God has given us this land. We're people who believe if you put us in prison, the influence is going to be the same. I'm still going to be Christ-like. I'm still going to be. You see, if you don't get tested, how do you know what's in you? If you don't get squeezed. You know what Jesus says to them? Wait until the Holy Ghost comes. We don't have a very waiting generation. It's instant. Just come to the front. Instant. That will be just one big drink of water and you'll be fine. Don't wait. Don't pray. I mean, waiting on God. What a great thing to do. And he says, don't do anything. Even Jesus never started his ministry until he came under the influence. And then he opened the book. The Spirit of God is upon me because he anointed me. Even Jesus in the upper room, he warned him. He commanded him, don't leave until you get this. I mean, you think of the Old Testament saints, the Spirit was coming on them and all. But now in the New Testament, I mean, he's abiding in us. He lives inside you. The Holy Ghost is inside of you. (laughs) God help us. It's fantastic, isn't it? The Holy Ghost, not the Spirit of a man. Not the Spirit of a denomination. The Spirit of God. Some of, you are, some of you are going back to work tomorrow and you're thinking, I've not in my stomach already. I need to go into work. And there's this person. Let me tell you, get your song back. I've been on train. There's nothing worse. Than, it's, I tell you, this, this annoys the life out of me. Somebody with those phones in. And they think they're, they're, they think they're singing as good as the tape. They're, I just want to tell I love you. Yes, I do. And they've got, but they think they, they, they've got them in and they're listening to it. It's like, you know, when you go to the bathroom and you're having a song and you think you're brilliant. <laughs> and then you come out and the echo's gone. You think, man, I'm rubbish. <laughs> it sounded good in there, but you think, oh, my goodness, what was that? Or you've got an earphone in and you're singing away and you sound brilliant. I think we should put them in and go on the train and on the bus. I have decided... To follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. You should hear me with the earphones on. I tell you, let's influence. Let's influence our world. Just you, one person can make a big difference. Get your earphones on, young people. My Redeemer is... People go, what? They're building their iPhones like, oh, what's that? Who sings that? Pet shop boys. Where are you going? They'll be like, flicking at the boat. Excuse me, what's that? They'll be like, that's it. Hill songs. Yeah, I can say hill songs. I see it. No, no. Just start to influence them. Just be led by the Spirit. I finished with a story a few months ago. Well, maybe six now. Well, seven. <laughs> I'm terrible with dates, you know. My wife tells me all the time. We were out with the evidence. We were with... Um, What's the name of the place? Where Rose was. Can you remember? Anyway. I just finished preaching. I was up with evidence like this. And the pastor said, look, 
you know, let's take you out for dinner. And he took us out to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't meant to be funny. He took us over. We were, we were thrilled. We, we, we were thrilled. We never spoke about him, honestly. Um, and, he, and he took us in. He took us to McDonald's, and we're just all getting, you know, a big queue. And I'm just about to eat my, my hamburger, and all of a sudden I see an old woman at the side of my eye. And you know, you, do you ever get this? And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go and tell her that I love her. Jesus loves her. I was thinking, oh. I know, but I've just, you know, and have you ever done deals with God? Okay, if a golden eagle flies by, that means it's you. <laughs> you, know, you. Don't say you haven't done it. You know you have. If that person's standing there in three days, when I come back, Lord, I have to go over to speak to him. You do, you know, you do. I don't care how spiritual you go, oh, no. And I was doing all that. Okay, if, if, if an elephant walks by, that means you're in this. <laughs> and and I, can't, I can't eat my burger. And she's cleaning away, and she's an older lady, and I put my burger down. I've not even took a bite yet. All the boys are there, pastors there, and I said, excuse me. And I'm walking over, and this is how I'm walking, look. Thinking, how am I going to, how, you know, so I get over and I go, oh, oh, hello. And she goes, oh, hello. I said, I just want to say this place is spotless. Thank you for cleaning it. I've had my food over there and the tables and everything. I said, you are doing some job. And the back, the Holy Ghost gone, just tell her. <laughs> and I was like, and the other reason I came over, the other reason. I said, what's your name? She said, Rose. I said, Rose, you're not going to believe this, but and we looked out the window and the church is right across. And I said, see there? She went, yeah. She went, that church? And I went, yeah. I was over there this morning. I'm a minister. I was preaching there. I came in here for dinner. I sat over there, Rose, and God told me. This is, I mean, the place is packed. McDonald's. Sunday afternoon. God told me to tell you that he, he loves you. And she went, oh, son. Welled up. Tears flowing. She went, I was married for over 35 years to my husband and I just lost him. And I had to get a job because we had no money. She starts sobbing. I wrap my arms around. She's got her arms around me. I've got her arms around her. I've, this is McDonald's. She's got a wee, wee shovel. Those wee hands open up. She's standing there. I took out 20 quid and I said, Rose, I want you to go and buy a rose. One rose, closed up, put it in front of the window. And you see what the sun does to it. It'll open up. And I said, Rose, your life is not over. If you will turn to Christ, your life can open up again. He can help you in your grief. And she said, thank you so much. And I just wrapped my arms around her and I walked out. And one of the guys actually came up after me and they said, I'm to that wee woman. I said, where He went, she's standing at the bin, bawling her eyes out. Who saw Rose. You can't do that unless you're living under the influence. How many roses are we going to walk by? How many opportunities? God help me to stay in the Holy Ghost. Not so I can have a big ministry, I couldn't care. Not at this stage. Going into my 50s, doesn't matter. When you're young, it was a bit, you know, now you just think, who cares? A day, a day I think, who cares? I'll tell you, and I'll be honest with you, speaking to Rose was the best ministry I'd done all day. It was better than the preaching. I walked out, no why, because I thought you used me. I got it right. Don't always get it right, but I got that one right. 
I'm asking you, are you under the influence? Spend a little time with him. Say, Holy Spirit, I pray in tongues. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, folk. I've been in ministry over 25 years, and I know people pray in tongues and live like devil, and their character's no changed. It's not enough. I never thought I'd hear him say that. I'm a Holy Ghost, Pentecostal, tongue-talking guy. But I'll tell you this, I want my character influenced. I want my thinking influenced. And I want to influence people around about me. I want my work people to say, he is like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I always say this. I thought I was so like Jesus until I got married. And then I realized how selfish I was. He's, he's, he who started a good work is going to finish it. So don't be discouraged. Let's stand and let's pray.